Hey everybody, it's Jeanette. And Megan. And on today's episode, we're going to be discussing Summer Thompson and her killer. Um, this happened in 2009 in Orange Park, Florida, where I live. So I remember this case very well, and I just wanted to go over it. I lived in that neighborhood off of Wells, mm -hmm. and I used to walk to school every day. And I actually used to walk right by her house on school, on the way to school every single day. And I did that my whole junior high year. So I'm very familiar with this neighborhood, this case, yeah, everything. Awesome. We're going to get into it and refresh in your memory. Because she's the one uh, that lived off Gano, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay, yep. I used to go down yep. to Gano. Uh -huh. Yep, yep, yep. On October 19th, 2009 is... Um, the day that Summer Thompson went missing. She lived close to the school, so her and her siblings would walk to and from school from their house, because if you live so close to the school, you don't get bus service. Yeah, I think that whole entire neighborhood, junior high and elementary schools, walk because the neighborhoods are built so close to the schools. There aren't right. that many bus riders. Yeah, true that. Um and I remember, like I said before, I remember when this happened and it was kind of terrifying because you don't really hear about a lot of things that happen in Orange Park. Like you hear about meth labs and um, like crack, but not children who go missing or who have been murdered. Right. So this one was crazy. But Summer and her siblings were walking home from school and that day Summer had gotten into a fight with one of her friends and she's like talking to her brother and sister about it while they're walking. And I guess she got really upset and she took off and her sister said that like she ran off and there was a crowd of kids ahead of them and they didn't really think anything of it, you know, but whenever they got home, yeah. But whenever they got home, they realized that summer did not make it home. And her mom was like immediately, in panic, like searching for her and stuff. And, um, like Summer's mom, I want to say her name is Deanna or Deanne. She had gone to neighbors' homes and was like walking all around looking for her. And then all the neighbors and everybody basically in the community started looking for her. And, um, I remember that pretty much everybody in Orange Park was looking for this girl in one way or another, whether they were sharing things on Facebook or out searching. Yeah, after searching for two days, they called it off because they found her, um, which I think is pretty quick to be able to find somebody, but she was found in a landfill in Georgia. That's crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy because if you think about it, like, because her murderer had dumped her in a dumpster in Fleming Island, and that trash was picked up along with all of Clay County's trash and taken out to Georgia and then dumped again. But, um, that's where they found her and they didn't know if she was like, they thought she was a doll because she's so tiny and frail, mm -hmm. 
But um, her body was in pretty bad shape. But they were able to get DNA from her body, and it matched with this motherfucker named Jared Harrell. So Jared is a piece of shit scum bucket who lived a couple houses down from summer and um he had a dog and i guess that's how he started gaining summer's trust was that she would come over and play with his dog and um other people like in the neighborhood would see her at his house but while i was doing research on this I learned that in this neighborhood on Gano, there are tons of sexual offenders, which is so gross because there is an elementary school, that junior high, and then the high school is down the street. But there is the elementary and the junior high, which is right in that area. So the police are going to sex offenders' houses before they knew it was Jared. They're like going... To check all these sex offenders. And they all had pets. And that's how they would get the kids to fucking talk to them. Was they would let the kids play with their dog or their cat. And they said that it would just bring so much joy to the children. And that's what they really wanted. Question. I thought sex offenders weren't allowed to live within a certain radius of schools, churches, playgrounds, things like that. And there are schools and churches (laughs) right in that neighborhood. And a playground. Where's the playground? um, There's OPAA where there's the park, there's a playground, there's like the baseball field. Yeah. Yeah, why are they even allowed to live in that neighborhood? I don't fucking know. I don't know. But as they're, like, interviewing all these other sex offenders and realizing it's not them, they're like, oh, we'll kill the guy that did this. Bitch. Roll your eyes. Roll your eyes on that. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that was gross to me. But anyways... Um, investigators got their lead with Jared because, um, he used to live in a different County. Fuck. I don't remember what it was, but it's like in Jacksonville ish. So he lived there and he had roommates and it was like this boyfriend and girlfriend, roommate A and roommate B brought the Jared in because um, his mom asked if they would take him in so he can get on his feet. So they go ahead and do that. But they thought that he was kind of weird. And roommate A is the boyfriend. He one day went into um, Jared's computer because he wanted to play some video game or whatever. And when he opens it up, right there on the desktop, um, he said that he could see two folders that were, like, labeled for pornography for minors, like, toddlers Um, and shit. And as he, like, yeah, and he said when he went to, like, check it out, that's when Jared came up behind him and snatched his computer and was like, don't go through my shit. Roommate... A, tells his girlfriend, roommate B. He was like, I think there's some fucked up shit on this computer. I swear I saw something. And the girlfriend was like, well, let's fucking kick him out. 
So, yeah. Um, Smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, they kick, they tell him, they're like, you can either leave tonight, like pack up all your shit and get the fuck out tonight, or we're going to call the police. So he chose to grab all of his stuff and he left that night. But since he was in such a hurry, he forgot his computer. So the whole reason why he left. Mm hmm. Yeah, so roommate A says to roommate B, we should look inside. And when they do, they were fucking disgusted because he had like tons and tons of disgusting videos, disgusting shit. And the girlfriend called her dad and was like, uh, uh, this is what happened. And the dad's like, we're going to the police station right now. So mm-hmm. they go to the police station, they make their statements, but then like nothing really happened. So. What? So once Summer went missing, those roommates, the dad of the girlfriend was like, oh my God, like that's the dude that lived with my daughter. So he went back to the police and was like, it's this person, like we caught him with this and this and it just so happens that he lives on the same street, like as this little girl. So Mm -hmm. then that's when the cops go to Jared's house and he's not there, but they seize his computer and all of his shit. And he had a bunch of child pornography on his computer. And, um, some of the victims, they believe that he personally knew. What? Mm hmm. Oh, I didn't so, know any of this. Yeah. So, um, that was, like, the big break. Like, all right, we're going to go get him. Then they find Summer's body, and she had his DNA on her. Um, that's a pretty strong case against that's him. That's a... Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super strong. So, police find him in Meridian, Mississippi, on February 11th, uh, 2010. And they got his ass. And when they're bringing him back to Orange Park, Florida, that's when Jared admitted to kidnapping, um, rape and molestation, and the murder of seven-year-old Summer Thompson. So, Mm. um, at first he was denying everything. But he was going to be facing the death penalty. They told him, like, oh, you're fucking going to die. And that's when he decided to confess because he doesn't want to die. He wanted to save his own skin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just like he's such a piece of shit. And Summer Thompson's mom, like she, I feel so sorry for her and so bad for her, but she fought so hard to make sure that justice was served for her daughter. And mm-hmm. what she ended up doing, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it, But what she ended up doing was she bought the house that Jared lived in. And with the help of the Clay County Fire Department, they burned that house down. (laughs) I think you may have told me that. Yeah, they burned that fucking house down. And now it's like a park. It's a little memorial park where there's a butterfly garden. And um, there's like a walkway and it's shaped like an S. 
for summer. Oh, okay, that's cool. And um, her mom, like, her mom said that it's really hard to be there because she knows that that is the last place that her daughter had her breath. Like, that's where her daughter died. But it brings her comfort knowing that no children are going to be hurt there ever again. Yeah. And it's a Pokemon stop. So Pete and I will, like, drive past. And it's really cute. It's really cute. There's, like, a place to sit. I've never been there. Yeah, it's right off Gano. Hmm. But, um... Jared pled guilty to all the charges that were brought against him, which were 59. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he, did they charge him for all of the stuff that was on his computer, too? Mm-hmm. Good. Yes. And they found out that he, some of those videos, he filmed himself when they really started going through them. So, he was also charged with um, a life sentence for molesting a three-year-old. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. That's and he received six life sentences in total, and four of them is for everything that he did to Summer Thompson. He is exactly where he needs to be because he's one of those people who would just never stop. He would just never stop. Oh, yeah. That was his lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That it's just... No. He's where he needs to be. Yeah, it's freaking gross. And um, he is not ever going to be eligible for parole. Like, he's going to die in prison. Perfect. And then I felt so bad because whenever I was doing the research, it was saying that, like, uh, Summer's brother and sister, they felt like it was their fault. And that's, like, the furthest from the truth. It was not their fault at all. They did nothing wrong. It had nothing. Like, you know, I just. Yeah. I hope they don't live with that guilt because it, it's not on them. Right. Yeah. I think they call that survivor's guilt. And it's really, really common. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's definitely not their fault. Yeah. But he is a. He's a big piece of shit. But I can't help to think that if police would have, I don't know, done their job after they were informed that he had a ton of child pornography on his computer. Yeah, like red alert. he would have already been arrested. Like maybe he would have already been sitting up in jail. I don't know. But the Clay County Police Department or Sheriff's Office they moved pretty quickly. And yeah, that's what I've, I was going to say. Because she went missing in October and they had found their man by February. Yeah. And they had found her two days later. The they six, said four had another 24 hours gone by where one more load of trash came, they probably would have never found her. Yeah, that was just a miracle that they yeah. found her. Like someone spotted her. Mm-hmm. And Almost somebody... One of the detectives who was working on the case was thinking in his head, like, okay, what if he put her in the dumpster? Where does all the trash go? And it Mm -hmm. just so happened to be trash day. Like, how fucking genius and smart to think, like, all right, this trash goes to Georgia. Let's go to Georgia and start looking. Kudos to the Clay County Sheriff's Department for that and the fire department for burning his house down Mm -hmm. and for Summer's mother for being a mother. 
mm-hmm. making sure justice was served. So that's that's my case. Yeah, I definitely remember that. All the purple ribbons and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was her favorite color. So, like every time you see the purple ribbons, you know it's for her. Yeah. Yeah, and there's um, another park on the corner. Like when you're at Gano, there's a four-way stop, and then there's mm-hmm. a park and a church. That park has been named after her. That's um, cool. And then at the Kingsley Park, there's something for her there too. But yeah, that's just one of those cases that I don't think I'll ever forget. Oh, you know what? Um, parents, check out, I believe it's watchdog.com and you can search your neighborhood and you can find out all the sex offenders that live near you and you can show them to your kids and be like, don't go near this house. If you ever see this person, stay away from them, run away. Well. Thank you for listening to our super sad story. Follow us on Instagram. Jeanette is at LoveyJK and I'm at Being Megan Scott. And then follow Jam Session, which is J.A.M.Session. <laughs> and you can listen anywhere. You can listen on any platform because we're everywhere. Yeah. And we're on YouTube. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.